Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown and beyond. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. to the first day Sunday magazine show. Hello, hello, hello. God has blessed us with a beautiful morning. Uh, we are brought to you by Greg Cooper and Lisa Phillips. They are real estate consultants with Crossroads Collective at Compass Real Estate. CrossroadsCollectiveHomes.com. You can check out your home value at HoosierHomeValues2023.com. And uh, we'll check in with them at about 1130 today. Mortgage rates spiked a full half percent last week. And Greg and Lisa are going to tell us why it happened and what strategies should buyers and sellers use to continue to reach your goals in the current market. That's what they said to us. That's what they're going to talk about. It is July 11th. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> it's the ninth. Thank you, Denny. <laughs> you know what is July 11? Uh-uh. Cow Appreciation Day. <laughs> Cow Appreciation Day? <laughs> Coined by Chick-fil-A to eat more chicken. We were oh, talking my. about that off the air. I bet you that's why July 11th was in my brain, because I love Chick-fil-A. My neighbor raises steers, and you ought to see the cow pies that are out there. And I'm thinking, I'm not going out there to feed them cows. Oh, if it's good happened, fertilizer, though, isn't it? Ha- oh, it is. But <laughs> I love that uh, smell. Today is July 9th, though. Yes. Thank you. July 9th. Terry Stacy, Denny Smith, that's Kylan Talley. And uh, enough bad news for a minute. We're going to start off with some good news. And I got this from WTHR. This is a great story. Um, Jasper Young, a young a young 13-year-old boy in Hancock County, was struck by a car riding his bicycle last month. And he is making an amazing recovery, his family told us on Friday. He was critically injured with a traumatic brain injury when he was hit in Wilkinson on June 17th. But on Friday, the Wilkinson Fire Department shared a, uh, a Facebook post with information about Jasper's doctors calling him a miracle. And the post said an MRI showed previous blockages in his brain were gone. An area where doctors were concerned about a lack of oxygen or a stroke was healed. And blood vessels that were previously blocked all have blood flow. What is the explanation? And that is that is truly a miracle. Um, family said that they were hoping that he would be discharged from the hospital next week, but uh, he woke up. He asked for McDonald's, and uh, they checked with with what they can do. Doctors checked, and his swallowing was okay. And so I I heard he got some McDonald's. He's eleven years old, so that's a fifth 13. or sixth grade. Thirteen. All right, seventh or eighth grader. Thirteen, and that community in Hancock County and everywhere else that have heard this story about Jasper um, have just really bonded together over him. And it's been it's been what he's done for the community already in bringing everybody together, and just lots of prayers. And this truly is a miracle. This is better than Sunday school this it's morning. Really, Thank really you for good sharing news. that. And uh, now that I got that information yesterday, I hope and nothing has changed since then, and that it is all still good news. But I wanted to share some good news because it's just been. Again, a, a rough weekend, 
rough week here uh, in our great state. Also want to thank Ovar coming together. I was a bingo caller last night for their teal, teal ribbon basket bingo. There was a lot of winners. There was a lot of happy people. There was no fighting. Did you get thrown uh, out? Did not, was not thrown out. I did make a mistake, but I kept it under. No, I, I, everything was fine. Uh, <laughs> this is one an organization that was founded by our friend Pam Faber um, from B Window. Nancy Hines, Kay Benford, they all were diagnosed with ovarian cancer and they, they couldn't find a lot of resources, so they created this organization. And um, and it's been around now for a long time. But I wanted to mention their biggest fundraiser is coming up on September 16th. It's a really fun, fun, uh, very powerful day. Uh, their Teal Run and Walk. And if you want to sign up for that one, it's September 16th. Sign up to go to ovariancancerin.org. Org. Uh, all right. So, uh, as I mentioned, Terry, Denny, and Kylan. And Kylan, this is a big day in the in the film. Who's your film world, right? Yeah, we're having our forty-eight hour film festival premiere tonight. This is such a cool thing. I mean, tell us what this is because it's neat. About two weeks ago, Do people still weekends. say neat. I I think yeah. it's neat. I've gotten onto the word wicked recently. Oh, okay, is That's it wicked? Wi- is it wicked? It sounded wicked. <laughs> I think neat is a good one. Okay, I'm thinking gnarly. Gnarly. Cool. It was yeah. cool. Okay, it's cool. cool. Really All cool. Right. Cool so is two timeless. weeks ago, we participated in the forty-eight hour film challenge, and the challenge is you're supposed to create a full short film. The max is eight minutes long. You can't go over. You can go. I think it's three to eight minutes. You have to create a short film in 48 hours total from the time that you get the prompt, you get the challenge is you get a line that has to be in the film, a prop, and then a character and a name that is has that to be we, used. Is that who we ran into on our loading dock down in the in the, the alley? The Spider-Man people? The Spider-Man people. I have no idea. They said it okay. wasn't for it, but honestly... I can you never know. Well, you if they're know. not in the that, there's weekend. a bunch of people down there that took an overdose. We've got a lot of filmmakers, just in <laughs> yeah. general, lots yeah. of artists. Yeah, and right. using using our, our city as a backdrop is a great it's a spot. There's a backdrop. lot of I mean, alleys and cool places. But the you did you is this right? Did I remember this correctly? You don't even know what the film is going to be, right? You mm-hmm. pick you pick out of a hat, kind of pretty um, much, and it says you're going to do this type of film mm-hmm. that Friday evening at six o'clock. They pull the genre, and there you go. This is a genre that you're supposed to do. You write it that night and figure out what the script is, what your shots are going to be, and then Saturday is spent just filming and editing, and then you turn it in Sunday morning. Doesn't I that sort of sound that. like summer camp? You got to do a skit. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's it kind of is. This is really awesome. Just who's your filmmakers, and mm-hmm. what genre did you pick? We got thriller and suspense, which I was honestly really scared about, but suspense worked out pretty well, I'd say. What's the film? What's the plot? It's called Ready or Not, and it's pretty much a family. The parents go away for a weekend, so me, I'm watching the kids. Are you a babysitter? Um, I'm the sister, but obviously, I guess not a very good one. Uh We will say she's the hot sister. Okay, for the guys who need no, the guys need to know that so they can see your movie. Oh, okay. is that it? Yeah. <laughs> well, the family date goes awry and the kids end up getting, well, they disappear, but get kidnapped. And so then it's the whole process. Oh my that. gosh. I know. How long? Know. How long is your film? Eight minutes on the dot. Eight minutes That doesn't surprise dot. me. Kylan is able to take anything and make it exactly what you say to her. So what's your name in the in the play or in the movie? We just went by ourselves. Okay. Yeah. We honestly didn't go in with a script. We figured out what the plot points were. Oh and Ooh, so it was really kind well, of... Well, we were with kids. We didn't want to have to have them memorize lines. Trying to have them say a single sentence yeah. took 
I think we counted it. It was like 38 takes <laughs> to try and make them say one sentence correctly. Oh my gosh, it's so this hard. is great. It's where, where can we see them? Well, after the premiere today, it will then be posted on YouTube. So then I can share more about the okay. link. But right now it's not posted because of the premiere. And they're... Yeah. Oh, you're embargoed. Right. right. Yeah. Embargoed. So we aren't able to share until afterwards. A big prize money? $1,000. That's a big prize. You can do a lot with $1,000 mm-hmm. in the film. Well, not a lot, equipment. but... Yeah, camera equipment is right. Mm-hmm. The great Kylan Town. Is that right? I think 48 this is 48 hours. Cool. I love that kind of a camp. I and think can we call you camp, the star but... of the show? <laughs> Starring. Well, I don't, I don't want to speak on myself, but <laughs> my name is up there. Yeah. <laughs> That's really cool. That's really cool. All right, Kylan, uh, it's going to be a day. Good, uh, good luck to you, by the way. Thank good you. luck on that. All right, the Savannah Bananas were in India a week ago, and you guys showed up and welcomed them with our typical Hoosier hospitality. Emily Cole and her husband, Jesse, own the team. I had a chance to talk to her while they were in town. Uh, in just a minute, you're going to hear that conversation after we take a break. On 93 WIBC. It's 11.20 here on the first day, 93 WIBC. Oh, is this Prince? It is. This is uh, two new Prince songs were released from The Vault, from The Vault at Paisley Park, released on Friday. They're available on streaming platforms worldwide. Like it. I like it. One of the best guitarists I think I've ever known. I haven't known him, but I've ever heard. He is incredible. I give him... I give him a 99.9. Really? 99.9. Why not the last? 100%? So I who's, can't give it who's 100%. number one? Steven Stills? I'll round up for you. <laughs> Knopfler? I mean, who's your number it's one? <laughs> 70, I'm sorry. 70 degrees and uh, mostly cloudy skies. It's comfortable out there today. Uh, the Savannah Bananas were in India a week ago, and it was a big deal. And Emily Cole and her husband, Jesse, owned that team. And I had a chance to talk to her while they were in town. And we, first of all, I asked her, I said, Emily, Banana Ball has been called the greatest show in sports. And I asked her if she could hardly believe where they are today compared to when they moved into Grayson Field in Savannah without even a team name. Yeah, so we launched in 2015, but it was it was hard in the beginning. You know, we named our team after a fruit, uh, which was not <laughs> what the public wanted at first. And so it was really hard in the beginning to convince people that we were going to be for the families and we were going to be fun and they needed to give us a chance. And fortunately, once people came out and they started seeing the show, uh, you know, I think that they, they changed their minds and we've been embraced in Savannah and now across the country and, and feel so fortunate. But it wasn't a rocky start. When you walked into that stadium, and there's nothing there. There's no Internet. There's nothing. This beautiful historic stadium needed a lot of help. And I know that you spent every dime. And at even some point you were like, oh, my gosh, we're out of money. And I don't know if this was a good idea. Yeah, it was it was challenging in the beginning. But, you know, I will say that our our age and, you know, because we were so naive, we were just so blindly optimistic. We believed so much in what we wanted to create for fans. We knew that fans wanted something quick and fun and entertaining and something that all generations could come to together. Um, we just believed in it so much and are so grateful that we were able to, to stick it out and that the fans, you know, fully embraced it. Some people I've talked to, very few, have said, I don't know anything about this team. Can you describe what, what the game, what the experience is like? One of the best things about our shows is that every single one of them is different. We never want people to say, oh, we've already seen them before. 
And so every night in our script, which is all of the dances that we do, all of the entertainment, all of the promotions, there are like 15 to 20 new things that we test out every night that we've never done before. So it's a test for us. It's a test for our fans. And we watch the reactions and we watch what people share on social media. And we're able to, to kind of get the feedback from the fans that way. And so we want people to know that what they're going to expect is to be is the unexpected because, we, you know, we don't even know some of the things that we're going to test every night. So while the baseball game is truly competitive and these guys are really out here to win, there's, there's no scripting of that part. Every other part of your experience is scripted and it is thought through with our fans first mentality of how will our fans want to feel? How do they want to, um, you know, act? What do they want to see with their loved ones? What do they want to put on social media with their friends? What do they want to smell? What do they want to taste? All of those emotions, all of those things go through our minds when we're trying to script a a night, a show. Well, you mentioned social media, uh, Emily, and that is really how you caught fire around the world, isn't it? Yeah, you know, some people curse it. Um, For us, it's been a wonderful (laughs) tool to share with the world the, the fun things that we get to do because, like you mentioned, not everybody does get to come to a game. And so what we're trying to do is bring the entertainment to you, whether that means you're watching on our YouTube channel and you're streaming the games or you're watching the videos online or if you're at the game itself. Um, you know, we really are just trying to entertain people in the world and, and bring a little joy to people. It, it is really a great story to be told. And Emily, you're right there. And I love that you're a team owner. That's got to inspire young ladies to want to work in sports someday. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it is definitely a family event. Uh, my husband and I run the team together, but we have a lot of couples actually on tour with us. And we have a lot of families and kids that come with us. And to us, that's what it's all about. That's that's who our fan is. It's it's the family. It's the everyday families so that grandma can come with her, you know, two-year-old grandson and across generations, they can all enjoy this together. And really, that's who our team is as well. We travel as a family and, and we're creating this as a family. So um, very proud of that. And then from a demographic standpoint, yeah, about 50% of our staff is actually female. And so for us, it doesn't matter uh, what your background is. It matters where your talents are and where your heart is. And those are the kind of people that we bring into our organization and very proud of the demographics that, that make it up. That's Emily Cole. She and her husband, Jesse, own the Savannah Bananas. Emily, some describe the bananas as the Harlem Globetrotters of baseball. Yeah, it is. It is similar in the in the show in the sense that it is very entertaining. Yeah. Um, like I mentioned, the baseball itself is not scripted. So for those diehard baseball people out there, uh, you're going to see really good athleticism. You're going to see amazing plays. Um, and that is truly the sport. These are guys who have played professional ball and they're some of the best athletes out there. Uh, But from an entertainment standpoint, we also have some of the best entertainers in the world. And so even if you are not the person that wants to sit and watch an entire sporting event, you're going to be able to connect with some of our characters and some of our entertainment as well. Does every available ball player want to come and play for the the Savannah Bananas? (laughs) Again, in the beginning, I'll go back to our humble beginnings. Uh, We were begging people to play for us. Uh, (laughs) So it was a struggle, but now we are very fortunate and we have thousands and thousands of athletes and their coaches reaching out, trying to get them a roster spot. Yes. The dancing Nanas, I think is just a brilliant idea and they're wildly popular, right? 
They are. It's so funny. We get emails and um, messages every day from grandmas who want to try out to be on the Banana Nana's dance team. So uh, we've got players who are trying to play for us, and we've got nanas who are trying to dance for us. So it's definitely a, a great part of our entertainment act. Yeah. Are all seats sold out for the 2023 tour? Yeah, so um, right now we're releasing tickets about two months prior to an event. And so two months prior to an event, the tickets will go on sale. But the people who are getting access to those are people who have joined a priority or a wait list earlier in the year. So we've been very fortunate that that list is growing and um, you know, just the, the eagerness from fans has just blown us away. So our goal is to always going to be to serve as many fans as we can. And so we're, we're looking in the future of how we can serve more people going to bigger venues, going to more venues. Um, so that is something that we are trying to, to tackle because we know that it's been hard to get tickets and we want to take care of people. Why do you think the Savannah Bananas have made such a huge impact on baseball? Well, I think that one of the most unique things about us is that we can connect with every single person. So when you go to a professional sporting event, sometimes it's hard to relate to the guys on the field, right? Like they're making millions and millions of dollars. They have this crazy athleticism that most of us normal people are never going to have. But at our games, we have the nanas, you know, the, the dancing grandmas. And a lot of us will be dancing grandmas someday. We have the dad bod cheerleading squad, a middle aged group of men that just like to go out and have fun and embarrass their kids. We've got the, the splits, which is a young, like seven, eight, nine year old dance team made up of little girls. So everybody who comes and watches one of our shows, they can identify with somebody on the field. And I think that that's really helped build our fandom and make people feel like they're included. You know, we break down those walls and we are able to relate to most people. And I think that that's been one of our, our blessings. Emily Cole, <laughs> co-owner of the Savannah Bananas. And thank you. We really appreciate oh. it. Continued success. Thank you. Thank you. You know, Indianapolis has been so welcoming and we're so grateful to be here in your awesome city. So oh. thank you. It's 1128. You all broke records, too, for them as far as uh, attendance. It was amazing. You did a good. They'll, they'll be. I feel like they'll come back again, and I hope you had a great time with them. They're the the most awesome group of people. They really are. They're just fun. They're just fun. I mean, I have her phone number. It wasn't any deal. They've got kids. They take the kids to you know on the road with them, and they're having the best time. And uh, that's a great American story to me. Great American success story. Uh, all right, Denny Smith, Terry, Stacy, Kylan, Tally. Some other breaking records: Jimmy and Rosalind Carter, Rosalind. Yeah, Rosalind yeah, Carter. Thank you, Mark. They have just made 77 years wow. of married. That's the 77th anniversary. Oh, my goodness. That's, that's amazing. the longest married first couple ever. Yeah, ever? that's pretty amazing. And they got married at, at a normal age. I mean, they didn't get married when they were 12. I mean, they got married at a normal yeah. age, so they're both well into their 90s. Yeah. So. And you know what? He was last we heard a couple months ago, hospice. He was doing home hospice, and he's. we've not heard anything since. So and he must be hanging on. she was suffering from some dementia that's right. and some things. So, that's right. They're doing it together. That's yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. Together. Love it. Mm-hmm. All right. Some other trending stories. You are going to be seeing some more construction, but more importantly, the laws that are being put into place, just remember that. INDOT is installing some of those speed cameras in work zones. There's been too many accidents. It's not worth it. So please be safe when you're driving through work zones in general. But then there's more construction coming your way, especially for 465. And I know, Danny, I know. But who better to report on this stuff than Matt Beer? Yeah. West aside, get ready. A whole lot of traffic is coming your way. I'm Matt Beer in the WIBC Traffic Center. Westbound I-465 from I-65 to I-70. 
70 on the southwest side will be closed for Monday morning's rush hour and will stay closed through July 29th, weather permitting. Traffic has to go somewhere, like westbound I-70 from downtown to Indianapolis International Airport. Also, expect delays on northbound 65 on the south side and popular west side corridors like Sam Jones Expressway, Raymond Street, and Kentucky Avenue. All of this is for I-69 construction, the interstate they're building from Evansville to Indianapolis. It'll be done late next year, hopefully. From the WIBC Traffic Center at WIBC Traffic, I'm Matt Bear. Matt Bear, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, hopefully done by then. But again, weather permitting through July 29th. So just be aware of that. Make your reroutes as ne- ne- as needed. Matt's just always great being with us he's through terrific. all of the different changes. Yep, he's the best. Yeah, and learn how to bring cuss in a different language. Yeah, to please. Uh, you know, you learn, <clears throat> learn different words. Yeah, and different hand signals too. That'd be nice. <laughs> yeah. Stop flashing your I lights. I do down, thumb, uh, thumbs down, thumbs <laughs> That's down. That's supposed to be hurt, more hurtful than giving someone the finger. Really? The downs, for, for the younger generation, you give them the down sign, you know, with your thumb down, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Boo. That's worse, thumbs they down. say, than the, giving someone the finger, according to the younger people. All right, I take there you go. Heart. There's your little tip for the day. <laughs> I think from aside from Sullivan, I don't think I've ever given anybody the finger. Yeah. It's 11:31, Kylan. Thank you. This is the first day show. We're brought to you by Greg Cooper and Lisa Phillips, real estate consultants with Crossroads Collective at Compass Real Estate, CrossroadsCollectiveHomes.com, or check your home value at HoosierHomeValues2023.com. And guess what? They're here. Hallelujah. Greg Cooper and Lisa Phillips, welcome to the first day show. Oh. Thanks for joining hello. us again. Hello, 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 Dennis. All right, so the bomb went off, and we're watching interest rates jump. That was a little bit unexpected, but uh, you know the mortgage rates are going up. So what happened this week exactly to move mortgage rates up, and generally where do they stand right now, guys? Well, the jobs report came out on Thursday. You know, last week, Vinny, I accused you of flying your nerd flag on lumber futures, so I'm going to fly mine this week. All right, all right. I'm going to fly mine this week on the, on the job right. numbers. We got a, a jobs report that said we created a whole bunch of jobs in the country in the last month. Uh, you would think that's a good thing. Yeah. No, it's not. Not for the economy in terms of home mortgage rates, because it means almost with certainty that the Federal Reserve has several more rate hikes to go. Now, we know that those are not directly in corollary with home mortgage rates, but they do have a kind of a parallel effect. So mortgage rates on Thursday jumped at least a half a point uh, for people with average credit. And, and by the way, we have to quantify this in a general sense because everybody's credit drives their their mortgage rate that they would get quoted if they were going to get financing. Generally, we are in the mid sevens as we sit today. Mm. Oh, my gosh. There is so much happening. And it all just happened so quickly. I mean, even just looking at houses and the change. Lisa, what does this technically mean for certain groups of home buyers, especially let's say those first-time home buyers. <laughs> Skyline. <laughs> Me. Well, I mean, if someone's been out looking at houses, they need to talk to their lender and figure out what just happened to their buying power and how it affected them. It might not affect them that much, but it might have affected them a lot. Also, what we're looking at with, let's say, first-time home buyers is this: you need to look at different programs that are out there, really look hard at different programs what the interest rate change means to those programs and also how you're going to maybe negotiate and look at some buy downs and different things that I think we're going to see now come back that came that were around last fall. Okay, that's for first time home buyers. So Greg, how does it affect the rest of the market like move up buyers or downsizers? Well, we still have a deficit of homes for people to buy, and we still have people that want to move. So ultimately what it means is that buyers, I think in the second half of this year, are going to have more leverage than they had in the first half of this year. People were throwing stupid money at houses the first half of this year. I think it was probably a good thing because home values are going to go up a lot in the next two years. 
But in the second half of the year, I think you home buyers, especially if you're a move up or a move down, you may have a little bit of additional leverage because I think they'll chase some of the people out of the market. Home sellers, your house has got to be right with interest rates this high for you to get maximum dollars from your property. Okay. And Lisa, are there real alternatives to the traditional 30-year fixed mortgages like adjustables? Yes. I mean, I recommend we look at different programs. Don't just go in thinking that you do have to do a 30-year fixed right now. There's buy-downs that you can do, which will help with the rate. New construction homes do offer some different incentives with the rate. So there's just a lot of different options to look at. Okay. All right. So we're hearing that the Federal Reserve may raise rates when they meet in July. That was the question of the week for investing sense. So the question is, what's what's this going to do to mortgage rates? Are they going to go up further when this happens? No, they're not, because the market is building it in already, Denny. In other words, when mortgage companies and lenders who will give people money, when they saw the jobs report on Thursday, they said, oh, it's going up this month. They're going to raise it probably a quarter of a point. You know, we're hearing a lot of people say they might raise it another quarter point in August, which would be foolish. Unfortunately, my phone is not ringing with that uh, informational request. So the, bo- the bottom line, imagine that they're not asking Greg in Indiana. The bottom line is that the mortgage rates will have already adjusted by the time we get to that particular point in the month when the Federal Reserve decides whether or not to raise the rates. Unless we get some huge inflation number or some other significant economic impact comes to light that's not expected. All right. And for the old appraiser, not old, of course, oh. but Lisa... Here's the question. Should, what does it matter with Oh, come you? on. She loves me and you know it. Oh, she's a, lo- you, you, she's you a nice lady. Old. I like her kids. Hey, Lisa, here's the question. Should we wait for mortgages to moderate or should we go ahead right now? We're, you know, we ask you this every week. What, where are you right. thinking now? It, it's still we got to go. And I mean, the good news, for example, is if even if the market kind of goes flat with values increasing, the numbers from the spring show that this is still the, we're we're going to be able to do some financing again. Buy downs, are, I think, are going to be the way that we're going to look at this, which means you can help the rate be bought down, and the seller's going to give you a concession rather than taking a price reduction. So, and the appraisals should be still fine because of the value from the spring, the six months. That's pretty cool. That so, have. what you're saying is, he or she that hesitates will be lost. Yeah, waiting is not in your favor. That's right. All right, she's the great Lisa Phillips. Greg Cooper is also there with her, real estate consultants oh. with Crossroads. Nice. <laughs> Crossroads. You mean chop the liver, Greg? Second I so fiddle. Bad. I feel so bad about Denny Cooper. calling her old. Crossroads Collective at Compass Ooh. Real Estate, uh, crossroadscollectivehomes.com. HoosierHomeValues2023.com to check out your home's worth. And uh, you'll find them both, Greg Cooper and Lisa Phillips, on Facebook and Instagram. Get in touch with them. They are the best team in town. Hey, thank you both so much. We look forward to our conversation next week. Thank you. Love you, too. See you later. Have a great rest of your day. It is 1137 on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. (laughs) (laughs) I did just get through this part. 
But it is a scary part. I know. It's a little suspenseful. What is this? This is the other Prince song. Which one? This is Seven, the E flat version that they it. released. Oh, Prince. They previewed this at the Paisley Parks Celebration 2023, right? Uh-huh. Back in June. They previewed it, but now it's just been released as well. I like it. It's Prince. You know it immediately. Love it. This is seven. Love it. Hey, uh, by the way, guys, in less than 30, in less than three days, over 30 million users joined Meta's new Twitter-like <laughs> social media app, Threads. Kylan, did you join? Yeah. They made it Are so easy. Threads? They I'm made on, it I'm on so Instagram. Easy. Me I, too. Oh, sure but no, I haven't been on Instagram for a long time. So what what happens? You just went to your Instagram account and it's already there? Mm-hmm. They gave a little notification saying, hey, we have a personalized Threads account for you with your Instagram username that you can just create. You just click the button, bam. And your threads account. I'm not going to do it. Super easy. Have you used it at all? Easy. I've just seen what others have posted, which one of the posts, it's a lot like Twitter, yes. And no wonder that Twitter is trying to sue over it because it is laid out very similarly. <laughs> no ads, which is beautiful. Do they have a little bird, blue, blue bird on it? No. Oh, no, that would really be it would, yeah, that over would, the top. They, a lot of the... It's a needle and thread, Denny. Yeah. Well, yeah, there you go. Straight to it. A lot of the advertising and marketing that's going behind it is sticking with the Instagram color theme. So they're trying to keep that at least marketed away from Twitter. Okay. But it, one of the posts that I read was Imagine if social media closed every day at 6 p.m. like a shop. We would all be forced to meet up and speak to each other in real life, to be present with our families, to work out, to go outside, to read to me. Okay. Why the, can't we just do that, anyways? The, right. Right. I'm sorry that you need the. <clears throat> I know. Oh. So, just to put this in perspective, are you on Rumble? Do you no. do Rumble? All right. Do you do the Truth Network, the, the Donald Trump? True Social. True no. Social. Are you on any others besides those? Mm-mm. All right, so no, just the I don't know what I, I get. Worn, I got worn out trying to jump from one to the other and all of it, and then yeah, they, I got the political vein and then the social vein. I'm going, oh, this you, sucks. Denny's not on Facebook, but you are on Instagram. I'm on right? Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. You know, one of the common, the most common complaint right now about Threads is that users can't delete their Threads account without also deleting their Instagram account. I would oh. be so upset yeah. if I accidentally deleted that. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So many pictures would be gone. It's true that you will need to delete your Instagram account if you want to completely erase your Threads account, at least for now. But they're looking, Meta is looking into a way to separate Threads and Instagram accounts so users can fully delete one without losing the other. (laughs) That would be good to know now. I mean, I'd be working on that right now. We get into it. Oh, gosh. What did you Uh, post already that you need to delete the whole thing? (laughs) We've had it for three days. (laughs) It's a good Oh, That's boy. interesting. Uh, okay, Kylan, what else you want to do? You want to do a little food something, free food stuff? <gasps> oh, Have you sure. got it? I yeah. wanted to talk about Barbie, but we're gonna wait because the Barbie movie's coming out, and um, Heck yeah, we're looking for. And Denny found for us an apartment. Hey, now wait, 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 wait. In, that makes it sound like I'm a well. I told like you, a Barbie five. Well, I'm. Is that <laughs> bad, Denny? There's an <laughs> there's an actual Barbie Malibu dream house here. He, not here, but yeah. it is actually in Malibu. But we have an and apartment it's close. Doing some Airbnb stuff right now because the Barbie movie comes out on the 21st. And I told Denny, I said, I want to find the biggest Barbie fanatic or something here locally. And Denny Googled it up and he found an apartment 
of Barbie's Indie Dream Home. And so we're going to take a look at that. We're going to see if we can find the owner of Barbie's Dream Home. Because this one that's in uh, Malibu, its value is $10 million. Yikes. And it is identical mm-hmm. to, to Barbie's Dream Home. They also, 500 square feet. They also made a Barbie house as if Ken took over. So like it has Ken <laughs> written in the pool. It has Ken all over everything. That's and then funny. There's a lot that Barbie, just the marketing team in general, is doing. They have a pop-up Barbie cafe in Chicago right now. And it has that's a roller cool. skating rink. I would personally go tra- take a trip up there. I think that's fun. I might drag you along, Terry. I do, too. Don't Even with all the negative stuff that's along, coming out I about Barbie, too. Oh about, uh, and we'll talk about that next week. But uh, right now, yeah, uh, there's a lot of uh, people that are upset about Barbie still, yeah. about body image and that whole thing. Uh, but anyway, love that you found a Ken home. Barbie's home that Ken took over, but that's a wreck. Uh, I can't believe he can. Well, never mind. That was a messy breakup. Uh, f- have you got some free stuff before we get to Denny's Investing Sense? Mm-hmm. Some food-free food stuff? Yeah, some, some free food news for you because we also mentioned the July 11th. That is 7-Eleven, right? As right? the date is 7-Eleven. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that is 7-Eleven's alleged birthday and they give free small 7-Eleven Slurpees to any of their customers so go get your free Slurpee I haven't had a Slurpee in years Mm. it'd be worth it going might be I don't really know where the closest 7-Eleven is haven't seen one of those in a long time have you seen the commercial where the guy has the blue Slurpee and he walks into the pool and he just goes underwater and holds a Slurpee (laughs) it's hilarious commercial I have it also 7-Eleven that day this Tuesday is National Cow Day or Cow Appreciation Day, which we had mentioned earlier, but Chick-fil-A in the past has done where you, if you dress up as a cow and show up to a Chick-fil-A restaurant, you get a free entree, whether that's the chicken sandwich or chicken nuggets. They haven't posted anything officially. I will tell you right now, I'm going to dress up as a cow and see if it works. I hope you do. I'll let you know if it does. Those cow costumes get pretty warm. (laughs) Noted. They're pretty hot. (laughs) Eat more chicken. Eat more chicken. It costs you a lot of money for that. It costs you probably, you could get probably... 10 Chick-fil-A sandwiches for the cost of a cow costume. Oh, that's a fair point. What if I just put on a white shirt with some black spots? That's probably give me some blue across the yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. Uh, it is 11.48. Denny's got investing since coming up. What are you going to talk about? We're going to talk about interest rates. Okay, let's do it. We'll take a break. You're listening to The First Day. Thanks for joining us this morning on 93 WIBC. You've got a friend in Denny. Oh, yeah. You've got a friend in Denny. I'll figure out some other lyrics for this. <laughs> so, ladies, I, I get all these emails. I, I get the emails that say, would you look at my boxwood and see what, what's going on with my boxwood? look at my boxwood. Yeah. Ooh, and then Denny. I get the ones about the HV, they want an HVAC contractor for their neighborhood or whatever. But I got one this week that really caught me off guard. It says, Will the Fed raise interest rates? Now, we just lo- listened to Greg and Lisa, and yeah, they think it's going to be a foregone conclusion, so they're starting to press it in. But the Fed did not raise in June, and the, and the markets breathed a real sigh of relief. We watched them start to drift up. They had sort of been meandering. Uh, what I'm hearing from my buddies in New York is that liquidity is drying up, and so I'm looking at all this, and I'm saying, what is the Fed going to do? Now, I am not a prog- prognosticator. I'm just a plumber's kid and a, a plumber's grandson, and and I just look at this, um, but here's what I'm thinking. Credit card debt is at record levels, and folks have been paying on those credit cards about 20 to 23% for their money. Ooh. 
We just found out that student loans are not going to be blown away. That was reaffirmed by the Supreme Court. So all of this debt is still out there, and virtually all types of debt rates are continuing to rise. The Federal Reserve is well aware of this, but what this is doing is it's slowing down the economy. Seventy percent of the economy is driven by consumers. The other 30 percent is usually driven by the government, and they're starting to screw that part up. They're still terrified. Yeah, they're terrified because we went through 10 percent inflation less than less than 12 months ago, and they don't want to get back to that. So they have to choose between the economy and defending the dollar. And so this listener, I think his name was Steve, are they going to raise rates? Here's the dilemma. If they raise rates, they protect the dollar and they control interest rates. However, if they lower rates, they protect the economy and jobs and promote somewhat of an economic buoyancy. And this is how the Fed has done it for decades and decades. But they can't do that anymore Our elected leaders have spent more money than our grandkids will ever spend. And they can print as much money as they want now because now we have no debt limit. So it would be Terry and Kai, it'd be like you and I. We just run up our credit cards. Doesn't matter. You know, there's there's no limit once we get to the 9,000, 10,000, 20,000, whatever it might be. We just keep spending. So with annual deficit spending, the excess money we put on the company's credit card, that's a trillion and a half dollars. Right now, the interest rate on what the federal debt is is nearing a trillion dollars, which is more than the defense budget. So oh, wow. I listened to my buddy, uh, John Rubino, and he talks about this trust horizon. I think that the Federal Reserve is going to raise rates, and I think they're going to continue to raise rates. And I'm glad that the mortgage industry has sort of, you know, priced that in. But Rubino talks about this trust window, and I was telling yeah. Terry about it. We don't trust very many people in government no. anymore. After no, we went no, through no. COVID, we don't even trust the um, National Institute of Health, the FDA. We don't trust the FBI now because we know what those rascals are. We don't trust anybody. And in a situation like that, as people start to pull their horns in, they may not be trusting their banks. At the same time, the currency um, may or may not be doing what we want it to do, but I think the Fed's going to raise rates. So, Stever, I appreciate the email. Uh, I wish I could have looked at your boxwood, but really on interest <laughs> on interest rates, I think they're going to go up and I think they're going to continue to go up because they have to defend the dollar. The dollar is the reserve currency of the world. It has been since the British pound lost that in the middle of the century, but I don't know how much longer they can hold on to it, but it is the economy be damned as far as the Fed is concerned. They're going to they're going to raise rates. And Denny would love to come out and see your boxwood <laughs> or answer your questions. Yeah. So send him a question. Denny, thank you. Uh, yeah. uh, it's Denny at WIBC.com. Yeah. I do try to answer them. Sometimes they end up in my spam. So don't put anything funky in the address. I mean, just say boxwoods or HVAC or whatever. Yeah. I'll answer you. He will. <laughs> and uh, he's going to stick around. Kylan will stick around too. And me, I'm here too with you on the first day. We're so glad you've joined us this morning. Thanks for doing that. Uh, you're listening, again, another hour to go, so don't go anywhere. You're listening to the first day on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between.